We are the Love Jays, and you're listening to Married Millennials. A conversation about being young, in love, and navigating life one student loan payment at a time. I'm Joy. I'm Justin. Let's get to it. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to episode 27 of Married Millennial. The autumn air is here. I know we talked about the fall, our candles. I'm literally going to talk about it this entire season. <laughs> I'm wearing fall colors again. I'm wearing another fall sweater. She's in love. Well, we, we got up early today and walked the dogs, and this is the first time I've seen my breath yeah. in a long time. I know that sounds kind of hot. Like, Jay, was your it breath hot? Not, I mean, right. my breath was hot because I hadn't brushed my teeth yet. I had. But I, I definitely didn't. I rolled right out of the bed and started walking these dogs. Yeah. But yeah, usually for the last, what, six months, I typically walk our dogs in basketball shorts and a T-shirt. And I walked outside, all this a little nippy. My fingertips were getting a little numb. And then Joy looked at the weather, and it said 57 degrees. So I blew my breath out, and I could see it. And I thought, oh, here it comes. It's beautiful. And the leaves are changing, too. Sweat weather. Like, ever so slightly. I'm feeling it. Sweats. I I love, literally, my two go-to items, always. Basketball shorts and sweats. So now that basketball short season is transitioning slowly, I can now rock my sweats. Or you do basketball shorts. Or I should say shorts. jogger season. You do basketball shorts and a hoodie. Oh, that's, that's, that's my what shit. That's what you do. Yeah, that's my shit with crew socks yeah. and steel sandals. <laughs> like what? Yeah, you got to do that. So in the summer, you just wear basketball shorts, a regular tee, and then ankle or no-show socks. Then it gets a little cooler out there on a hoodie, basketball shorts, and crew socks. So really all that's exposed is like the top of the kneecap to about the mid-calf. I'm still warm. Good to go. Ugh, I would be freezing. I need to bundle up. This is like layer time. Boots are back. When I was younger, I hated boots. Like I didn't know why they were all the rage. They're a pain in the ass to take on or take off and put on. But now I'm like a boot queen. I love boots. And the only sad part about this so season is I know that Joy is now going to try to take over our bed and bring in 18 additional covers that are going to make me sweat immediately. That is correct. <sighs> like it, she used uh, to have we need a new an electric blanket. blanket. No, yes. we're not getting we're any electric. We're getting an electric no, blanket. We're not getting an yes, electric we blanket. Yes, we are. Electric. Like, this is the, that's the funny thing. You don't have to say. It's uh, cute, but see, this, like, we're 100% getting one. Because you don't need one, and I do. That's like saying we're not getting your medicine. Like, no. <laughs> no, you are so ridiculous. <laughs> like, you literally, your comparisons are so foul and just... R- yeah, that was a little... That was extreme. I'll you, give you that. You're always extreme. You just come up with the most ridiculous-ass comparisons and try to make do. <laughs> I can't, I'm... I'm just getting upset even thinking about it. You can bundle. We've talked about this so many times. Just bundle up. My body will probably, like... It doesn't generate that much heat. That's the thing. You know My what does generate generates. heat? Layers. Layers of No, because clothes. you have like a toasty Thermals. source. So your your body heat is circulating around, keeping you warm. That doesn't happen to me. I'm just freezing. Like cold does not beget warmth. So if I put ice cubes in multiple layers of clothes, them shits are going to melt. And there is no heat generating from ice. Zero. Okay, so so I don't hear about the source. That's of. not because if you just leave ice cubes out of cold, they're gonna melt. That's not. A, it's like putting an air conditioner in a blanket. Still, it's like freaking air conditioner. Like it's not going to warm up. It's still cold. Air. <laughs> 
that's more of that's more of my situation. You can't say ice cubes. It made sense. It, it was valid for your argument. I understand why you did it, but it doesn't make sense for me. I'm cold. And I need warm. And you and so you put warm objects, no. i.e. thermals, sweats. An electric blanket, correct. No that electric correct. blankets. No. Non-electric blankets that still provide warmth. You're genuinely not gonna win this one, so Yeah, of, of course. You know, we talk about sacrifice in relationships. Yeah, a lot of times if you'll hear I'm about not this. Putting the electric I, blanket on you. I just want you guys to go back to these <laughs> last twenty seven episodes. And we, you hear the sacrifice that goes on in relationships. Right. And I just want you to, to, to tell me what you hear a lot in, in, in our conversations. Okay. It feels like it's just Justin but, getting shit on. No, listen. Oh, you ain't got no say. You're going to do this. I'm going to do that. Always. Right. right. So That's sacrifice. Cool. Why can't you sacrifice letting me have my electric blanket? Why are you worrying about what I'm doing? I'm not forcing you to use the electric blanket. It's going to be on my side of the bed and on my body. Here's the thing. I've only asked really for one thing okay, in our marriage, uh-huh. one big thing, uh-huh. and that is to keep our house somewhat intact. And yet, a year plus later, my house is still a war zone. Yet constantly, it is not a war zone. Joy, look around you right now. Shoes on the floor, pajamas on the floor, socks on the floor, shoes over here. Bags not cleaned up with, with clothes that you that you haven't hung up. I will say shoes the, in the, the living majority room. Majority of stuff I need. Listen, this is the thing. So what are you gonna say? <sighs> Common areas I do try to keep them right. I do. But you so guys, our bedroom is not a common area. So when no, there was eight pairs of shoes, side of the bed. Oh, no, no, Justin, so when I there need were eight, a space no, stop, to be a troll. Stop. Like, give me a space to be a troll. <laughs> Just on Sunday, there were eight pairs of your shoes laying out. On the bedroom floor. You know what I'm going to start doing? I would I'm say four start... or five of them were in our common area. Within no, our bedroom. And our bedroom is not big. Shoes are a problem. That's our bedroom fine. is not big. Shoes are, shoes are a problem. But I'm going to start making a list of every single thing you do to bother me. I'm just going to make a list throughout the week. This, I, this next week, if you will. I will gladly I'm take this. Can I make, to a, make list a list too? You can for sure oh. make a list. <laughs> Oh, I are, can't we're wait. We're gonna miss make a I don't like this list, and then we're probably just gonna agree that like it's a crapshoot. Like, okay, well, I don't know what you want from me. I think we just need separate living quarters. Like, <laughs> we can be neighbors. How about that? No, we no. I don't want to be neighbors. I just me out. I just we want you to pick up after yourself. I understand that, and I do pick up after myself, but I also do leave a trail behind myself from time to time. From time to time, Often. every damn day is time to time. Yeah, but Please. then I do go back and go. Oh, I need to pick that up. But you don't pick it up. You go back and think I need to pick this up, but then you don't. Right, but then the third time I pick it up, it's a process. <laughs> Like I and I know it's not right. I'm not saying it's right, but it is what happens. And it's not that I haven't put an effort in. I have put effort in. Forever Duncan, hopefully you guys don't experience this in your relationship. Because you guys did have a real beautiful ceremony that took place this weekend. But I just hope that you don't have to deal with these same issues. Because if you do, Alfred, I'm with you, brother. They've been dating since 2013, though. They've, they've been together for a while. Look, hell, we've been together for a long time, too, and I didn't expect all of this. It's, you literally waited till we got married to have a problem, you crazy person. You, it, hasn't, it got bad when we got married. You, you were already kind of in the space before we got married, but remember you said, I thought it was going to get better. Because you thought it was like the stress of wedding planning. And that's what Cheryl from Forever Duncan said. She's like, he knew that I didn't want to plan a wedding 
brilliance, complete brilliance. So he planned it for her. Before we go into this forever nugget, if you guys were asleep under a rock and didn't hear about their story, I'm just going to call out lies to your previous statement saying I've waited to get a problem until we got married. You've known I've been an A-type organizational freak since we started dating in 2008. And you know I've been a slob since we started dating in 2008. Now what? Now what? Go ahead. Fight me. <sighs> right. You can't win. We've, we've known. We walked into this knowingly. This we're lit neither one of us is ever going to win. Does anyone want to contribute to a down payment for a home? We <laughs> yeah. would gladly do it. We just need to upgrade our lives because yeah. our one bedroom is not is just not. We need a wing. It's not allowing it for His me. His and her wings. Yeah, I, there's we are gonna have a room in our house that she's not allowed to leave anything in. You can come in and enjoy, but there's literally no items of joy <laughs> will be allowed to stay in that room ever. That is, I'm gonna, and I'm, I'm literally going to put like, a rule on a sign saying there's nothing here. And if anything that's left in this room gets immediately thrown in the trash. You look like a crazy person. Your because you're driving me crazy with your actions. But back to the beautiful, beautiful love. Beautiful <laughs> but back love. to love. Back to the, the beautiful love. So Forever Duncan, this weekend, a young man in five and a half hours pulled off a very nice proposal to his then girlfriend who then immediately five hours later became his wife so she went from girlfriend to fiance to wife and real in quick the span of in the span five of five and a half hours. hours yeah he proposed to his girlfriend and she agreed to a competitive date day so she had to go along with everything he said right long story short he proposes she thinks she's going somewhere they blindfold her she opens her eyes. All her girls are All there. of her friends, all of her family is there. Mm -hmm. Boom. Surprise wedding. You know what I appreciate from that day? I appreciate the glam that happened. Because she went from, not zero, but I. you saw me on, the, what was that, Sunday? I was walking around here looking crazy, you guys. Like, my hair was not done. I stayed in bed all day. This is what she does on. for the camera. Y'all don't see behind the scenes. Right. We need to start filming behind the scenes. You're like, God. <laughs> Damn. Seriously, this takes work. I, you know, like, I'm cute and stuff, but like, you just, that, I just, that's an experience it's of being a woman high. and especially being a black it's woman. Our hair is just doing stuff all the time, right? Like, it just, it, it's a crazy situation. So I appreciate that he took her from natural, we're just having a day at Pizza Hut to complete glam. In the span of five hours, she had her hair did, her makeup did, her girls were with her. She was in like a, I think that was a, a dress custom made for her, right? By her uh, friend? Yes, I believe so. Because they told her she was going to be a, a model. She just needs right? to model this one dress for something. Ugh. On point. They really did a great job. He really did a good job. Right, yes. Like, I look at I, I did a, a surprise, granted all proposals are surprise, but right. we had did this. this <laughs> I did a surprise <laughs> proposal. Exactly. I did a surprise pro proposal party afterwards. Yeah. And I look, at, I look back at the amount of work and coordination that took to just get 30 people to my parents' house to say, hey, surprise, we just got engaged. Right. I can only imagine. I mean, they, he had to think of wedding planning. We dedicated a full episode to Wedding Etiquette 101. Make sure you guys go listen to the episode. It's yes. really funny. Uh, shameless plug, but, but shameless plug on your own uh, show. On your own, exactly. But I looked at, we talk about all the work that goes in and, and trying to get a venue and, and trying to decide what you're going to eat, the colors you guys are going to wear, who can come, who can't come. Like there's so many complicated steps in a wedding. And the fact that he pulled all of this off, both the proposal and the wedding in the same day, right. swag. 
Because, I, you know, for our proposal, I was super impressed that you brought some of my hair stuff. You got an outfit. Like, I mean, he did that times 100. Oh, yeah. He just took over. Like, he, I mean, he thought of everything. He thought of everything. And you, granted, you, ha- you have help. When you, when you entrust her friends, they're going to help. But still, I there is no taking away from him. Alfred Duncan, no. you are that dude. You wake that up dude. on Saturday morning, just a regular person dating your, your boo, and you go to bed married AF? Like, that's bomb. Yeah, that's, that's like, pretty Like, really impressive. wrap your head around that. Just Google Forever Duncan. That's the hashtag, yeah, Forever Duncan. It cry. is all over the internet. And I said, I'm surprised by the time this episode comes out. If you have not seen it, I would be very, very surprised. But go ahead and look through Instagram, look through Twitter. Right. There is a phenomenal video that was done. You know what done. I really liked, too? Like, she had a moment where she was overcome by the Holy Spirit. And I was just like, yeah. Oh, she, she she was praising God. And the, it's just so you can't real. help but oh my God! It's not, and it's just nice to see. Like now, you, you just hear divorce and separation. I mean, just right. just this past week, two popular YouTubers they were dating for eight years, yeah, and then they sad. and they announced that they're getting divorced on on their YouTube yeah, channel. Yeah, they got married in 2000, 2014. Two thousand fourteen. No, two thousand fifteen. Was that two thousand fifteen? No, it was two thousand fifteen. They've been married wow. just over a year, and then they announced their divorce. It's like you everywhere you turn and go. Brangelina, there's just divorce, Aww, separation. You just don't see love celebrated as much anymore, and it was yeah. just really nice to see it done very well. Yeah, I'd be curious to know. I want to see like the full video. I want like I know because the that's one that's circling, circulating on the internet is about three and a half minutes, but I'm ready to see like the 18 minute video, him getting ready, them walking into the venue. Like, I want to see all the nicks and crannies to see exactly how much yeah, who planning was he was able to do. That? I'm sure he hired somebody bomb. Like, he whoever they I, literally they did not miss a beat. Check it out, Forever Duncan. Congratulations to you two. Yes, I love love. We love love. Yes, and as I said, it's nice to see in this time love being celebrated and going viral and they were they were practicing celibacy from what january yeah. of this year to now it worked y'all I'm trying, yeah. to, I'm trying to tell you just remove the distractions right remove the distractions. Look, you'll be very surprised you <laughs> you practice celibacy and your man plans a wedding like if that's not a blessing <laughs> i don't know what is you'll just be surprised when, right. when, you, when you strip that away and you, you're forced to re-examine and look at your relationship differently. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. And, right. and, I'm, and you, can, you will fall more in love with your significant other if you remove sex. Again, this is not something that you can just pull out of thin air and say, hey, we're going to be abstinence <laughs> starting this, now. Yeah. Yeah. Got to be a joint effort. But right. I promise you, you guys will fall in love deeper with each other if you practice it for a certain amount of times. In their case, it was nine months. In our case, it was three and a half years. And I know in some cases it's, it's been even longer. Mm-hmm. So it's really, you know, what you guys decide if you even decide to take that step. But if you do, strongly encourage it. Another trending topic from this week is Kim Kardashian's robbery. People are just assholes. For those of you who don't know, again, are living under a rock people. Kim K was in her hotel room in Paris and her bodyguard left to work as security for her sisters um who was it kendall and courtney they went out in paris partying kim was by herself well apparently there was one other person downstairs in her penthouse hotel room and she was robbed at gunpoint by five masked men now celebrity aside kim kardashian is just a person that is it's that's terrifying i can't even imagine 
and, and this is why I just say people are assholes. They're doing a full investigation. I, I, could, I could care less about all of that. My biggest thing in, in talking about this is how ridiculous people are. The I response can, to I it. I can care less what your opinions are of Kim Kardashian. I voiced my disdain for Donald Trump plenty of times, but I would never wish anything of this sort to happen to him or his wife or any friend of his. Right. And the fact that people go on and buy, well, you're not famous, you don't do anything, blah, 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 and are just... Yeah, that does sp- not justify spending robbery. Spending so like, much hate. Like, yo, yeah. you, have you ever been robbed at gunpoint? Do you know how that feels? Yeah. But you're going to go out here and just make all these these wild accusations and, and drag her name through the mud. I was like, yeah. And then get mad when she comes back to New York and has you know, security just as much as, as the president. I'm like, look, it's irrelevant. Like, because you don't live that life, like, who knows? I've never been held up at gunpoint, and I'm sure 99% of the people talking shit have never been held up at gunpoint. Yeah, that's terrifying. So let's not go on Twitter and, 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 and pop off. To use the words of, of our president and his wife, and Michelle. Michelle. <laughs> hey, let's stop going on the internet and popping off about, about shit that you have no idea about. I could care less if you don't like him. It's fine. Like you don't you don't have to like her, but don't don't be an ignorant asshole yeah. and go out there spreading dumb shit on the internet. I think I just want to say stop it. Stop it. Why does she have ten million dollars worth of jewelry? Who gives a damn? Right. Because she can afford it. That's why she's got ten million dollars worth of jewelry. You're mad? Like let's stop let, get over yourself. Ah. Uh-huh. I love and I have a love hate relationship with the internet. This is the problem because anybody can pick up a phone and tweet out dumb shit. That's the that's the the sad thing about right. social media is that there's no filter there needs to be for dumbass filter. Yes, like I'm sorry, the tweet you're trying to tweet is a little ignorant. Try again. Yeah, right? They like they, too many characters. But I know that too all, much. Ignorant. I know some of those social media channels. I think it was Instagram in particular a few weeks ago, maybe even been a month or two ago had rolled out something that there were keywords that they were targeting and they oh, wouldn't allow you to post it in a con. I think it was Instagram. Cause they say, if, depend, if this word was on this filtered list and it appeared in a comment, they wouldn't let you post. So I know they're, they're trying to negate right. the hate speech and the trolls from the internet, but it's just so tough when there's literally billions of people across the world yeah. and trying to filter out all the, the idiots is going to be quite difficult. All the negative noise. Stay positive, everyone. Stay in your light. Speaking of money, we are three months into our combined financial journey. and want to give you guys a quick little update because when we decided to do this, both of us were very nervous, primarily me. You were nervous? Hell yeah, girl. Your spending habits Why are ridiculous. Why were you so gung-ho? Because the only way we could really get ahead and get organized was to combine everything at once. Do you feel like I've been spending willy-nilly? No, I wouldn't say you've been spending willy-nilly. It's been interesting to see your spending habits. We just spend money differently. And that's what I think has been the most interesting thing is seeing where dollars go. I think all my money goes to food. Yeah, really. It, it go like all of your I money goes eat. to food and bills. But it was just interesting because I remember before we combined our finances, I knew exactly how much I was paying, what was going. And you know, I'd be off a couple hundred dollars. And I had all these numbers really in my head. But I knew where my, my gauge point was. And then we combined and I lost all gauging. <laughs> and I was just like, this is stressful. So for the first two months, we absolutely blew our budget. <laughs> completely just blue. We didn't we didn't really create we a budget. Booked a couple trips though. We just said like this is how much money that we bring in monthly on average. So I use that number as our base. And let's just say the first two months completely overshot the budget, but then I can confidently and happily announce that on September last month we stayed under budget for the first time. Woo! 
Ooh. we were in the black. We were just no in the red. In the no, red. in the red means you weren't. You were. Uh, uh, you went over your budget. In the black means you're positive. Oh, uh, in the green. I, I typically I sort green for positive. Is, yeah, it, is no, that the correct it's word? Black. It's in the black. Yeah. Huh. I didn't know that. Business Look at baby. You. Look at you coming uh, in. Uh, I just know in my spreadsheets I make it uh, green to know that that's positive. Happiness. Right. Like when you see the green light on the, on the street go, that's, that's the positivity, happiness. So yeah. we we are for in our first three months we have one good month and then we have two bad months. And really, what blew our budget was the trips that we had booked. Yeah. And now that we didn't have any trips that we had booked in September, it allowed us to save. So what we've now learned is that we have to really just put some money aside, money aside for travel for travel and then build that into our budget so right. it's working it's a it's a nice little journey the way I'm, I'm going to look at it is we're going to go for the rest of 2016 and just see how we spend what we spend on and then when we'll start to doing in 2017 is assigning actual hard budgets and saying hey we have $100 for food $100 for groceries $100 for the dogs of course these are all arbitrary numbers but being able to just say, okay, this is it. And then we can really track, all right, well, we're over budget here. We're under budget here. Can we move? Can we play? But it's been interesting. I've been on my spreadsheet way too much. And every like, day. You check the finances every day. I've well, yawned, yeah, all the fraud. I've yawned twice during this conversation. That's how interested I am. See this? Twice I've yawned. But it's not, I know that I have to pay attention to it. So I do, but Good golly, Miss Molly, it's with a lot of effort. <laughs> a lot of effort. Because I just, I I'm don't I'm glad care. to see something so important in our relationship you don't care about. Great. I don't. You don't care about the sacrificing. You don't care about the finances. Oh, great. stop it. Next, you're not going to care about love. Hey, hey, this relationship's going great. Uh, all right, you can stop it now. <laughs> I, it's not that I don't care about finances. I'm just genuinely not interested. But it's not an option for me to like, to not participate. So I have to do it. It's just like boring adult stuff. It's it is. It's enjoyable. It's no, it's, it's not. An, it's, it's enjoyable adult stuff. On a scale of one to ten, I'm at a negative seventeen. Like that's how interested I am. Yeah, that's pretty bad. It's become a game for me. I was like, okay, how can we move? I just like to yeah. play. You like numbers and stuff. I do. Like I like numbers. words. Yeah, that's that's very fair. I like words. I like words too. Numbers. But numbers like numbers help you get ahead in life. So it's like I'm trying to I'm I'm trying to make sure those numbers balance out correctly. So we'll see. The next update we'll, we'll provide will likely be at the end of the year, and hopefully we'll be in the black, or in my word, in the green, right. come the end of the year, because right now we're still in the red. Yeah, we need to get this money up. It's time. We'll get there. I'm, I'm, very, I'm very confident that it'll all work itself out. As I show you the numbers, you'll be like, okay, we're kind of doing too much. And right. we'll adjust accordingly. Even though you're not interested, if I'm like, hey, this is seriously a problem we need to budget, you will listen and receive it. A hundred percent. And I think that's the thing too, is like everyone that's further along in life tells you, oh, you're going to make plenty of money. It's hard to see. <laughs> like, you know, it just is. And so like, you know, I don't think we're honestly not broke as a joke. No. I don't feel that way. No, we're not. But it's just, I mean, we're paying student loans. That's what it boils down to. That, if uh, we were not paying student loans, we would be so okay. I, I was just having this conversation with my coworker last night. And talking about coming out of college and your people are coming out with 20, 30, 40, 50, $100,000 worth of debt. Mm -hmm. And it's like, all right, well, go ahead and buy a house. Go ahead and buy a new car. And you're just like, uh, no. <laughs> who's going to pay these loans off? Right. We're stuck in a major way. And that doesn't make it any easier when you have creative dreams. 
Because I feel like I'm constantly trying to figure out, okay, I need to make at least X amount of money. And how am I going to do that doing the things that I actually want to do and contributing to the world in ways I feel I, I need to and want to contribute and still pay the bills? I don't know. It's a balance. But that's the, the beautiful thing about Los Angeles is it's a it's just a grind. That's where I really love living in, in the city is because everywhere you look and you turn, there are just people who are out here going after what they want to do. Right. And as I said this morning on our walk, I was like, I want to live off my art. Mm-hmm. And a year ago, I don't even know six months ago, I would have ever said that phrase. And Joy looked at me like, huh, you want to do what? She high-fived me. I like, said, you received a high-five <laughs> yeah, for that I one. was like, is, is this yeah. my husband? Yeah. But it's like, I just, I want to live off of my art. And when I say, when you see friends, literally all of our friends are creatives. <laughs> There's very, very few who are like, oh, they're in the corporate world, they're doing the nine to five, and, and that's it. They just, they're creative grinders who have a vision and they want to create something that that will inspire and, and, and influence a lot of people. And that's just what I love about being in it is that you just look left and right and there's people who are just hustling. And some of them are going to work every single day. Mm-hmm. I mean, getting up at, at seven, eight, going to their full office job, working that, that nine to five, and then they get off and they're coming home and, and writing a TV script. They're shooting a video they're performing a stand-up at at a club i mean they're doing so many different things recording a podcast (laughs) just consistently going in and it's just nice to be around that buzz people people want it now not everyone gets it but i i I do believe that persistence does pay off yeah i that's what i say about los angeles or really any city you go to you can feel a certain hum like new york even new york is like if Los Angeles is alive, New York is on its like night flight uh, just, and is yeah. not giving it like, yeah. New York just has that gutter. That, like that you grind, get there and that, you're ugh. like, ooh, okay. I'm I like alive. it. People, yeah. and they just walk differently. They just move. Yeah, they just has a, ugh, I it's like a different it. grind. Ugh. But I do, I, I think my feeling is that most major cities are that way. And and you do, it's, it's inspiring to be around other people who who are going after what they want, who aren't listening to the naysayers, who who believe in themselves, who are saying, you know what, this is my dream. I'm going to go hold on to it. And I'm going to go after it. And even if I land short, at least I went for it. Definitely. No regrets. And you have to be careful who you share your dreams with because there are a lot of people who just can't dream or can't see or think big. And there's people who are close to me that – are very limited in what they can see and what they believe. And that could be based on some experiences that they've had in the past. That can be based on fear, or that's just simply being narrow-minded and, and unable to see beyond or, or see a, a bigger picture. And if you go to small-minded individuals constantly saying, hey, this is my, my big dream, you're trying to, trying to pour a gallon of water into an eight-ounce glass it's at capacity. They, right. they can't see. And so what they're going to say is like, no, it's not possible. It's like, what are you talking about? I got a gallon right here. Well, all they, ha- <laughs> all they can hold is eight ounces. You may have a gallon reserve, but all they have is eight ounces. So you're trying to pour your gallon into their cup. It's not going to work. That's so, so you have to find other people who are gallons. You have yeah. to find you know people who have multiple gallons yeah. that you that can continually pour in. And they're like, no, there's still more. Like, what, you right. think this is it? No, there's more. You got to grind. You got to move. You got to hustle. You got to go for your stuff. And I said, the older that we've become, I've been more selective with, A, who is 
really in our circle, but B, who I share information with, because you may really have something burning inside of you and you tell the wrong person and they could just completely shit on everything that you thought you wanted. And that may stop you from going after what you really want. Yeah, that all goes with that saying, don't discuss big ideas with small minds. And that's the thing too, the mind size varies. So even if you can think somebody has a fairly big mind and you discuss an idea with them and you discover, I'm like, you you think smaller than I thought you did. Does that happen to you? 100%. I've been that small person. Right, right, right. I mean, I'm I'm a, a living example of someone who thought small. Mm-hmm. All the time. I remember when I graduated college, I said, yeah, I just want to make $40,000 a year and drive a Prius. Maybe it was 30. You said 30. Yeah. No, I didn't say 30. You dude. said 30. I, I said remember. 40. No, I, I'm going to go with 40. I'm not going to lie. You can so even, okay. you're go with what you want, but you said $30,000 so, in a Prius. Yeah, so graduating college, you can't I said, afford a Prius you can't, no, you can't. But that's how, how small-minded I was thinking. Here I was graduating college. I said, like, you know, I just want to make $30,000 a year and drive a Prius. And, and now that I look back, you go ahead and, and fast forward five years, I would slap the hell out of myself for saying something so foolish. Right. But it was simply because I was in a narrow mindset. Mm-hmm. I did not realize that, that things could be accomplished. I mean, I think I realized it, but I didn't know if I could be that person. And then you start changing the way you think. You start changing the people you're hanging around with. And all of a sudden, these big ideas you know, really come to life. You know, you know having yeah. friends right now who are who are very successful in their given fields is a nice motivation for you. It's like, man, I remember when you weren't really doing nothing. Right. And now here you are in charge of a lot of things. You made a name for yourself. You're moving and grooving. I'm like, man, it's possible. It's like I don't want to make thirty thousand dollars in a Prius. <laughs> I wanna own I wanna own the company that ha- makes the Prius. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm not just trying to drive it. I, that's and I think that's the other thing is that big dreams are attainable. There it's not if, if they weren't, you'd never see anything come into fruition. They, they're completely possible. If they're possible for person A, they're also possible for person B. And that's the other thing. People talk about hard work and perseverance and goal setting. Because you have, all those things are necessary. There's actually a really good talk that was uh, posted. It's Denzel Washington. And he's saying, a dream is just a dream without a goal. And also, within that, a goal is just a goal until you set up little goals to get set up a path to get you towards your goal so it's not enough to just say okay i have this dream or i have this goal you also have to do the how to get there but that takes time it takes time (laughs) it takes a lot of time but that's the thing is that everybody and you have to put in the work oh he said consistency and uh and perseverance so persisting is difficult hard work is difficult consistency is difficult no one said the path is easy and i think that's the thing is that people get stuck in the easy path they're like well there's not really that much resistance here why especially wouldn't you just our generation do this yeah i wouldn't say that i actually think our generation likes a little resistance if they're on a path that they have chosen yeah that's fair i think that the generations before were willing to work hard on an already beaten path especially if you think about like the corporate structure you work hard with the almost guaranteed reward but the problem is they got they fell for the okie doke because a lot of them weren't rewarded in the end but but let me go to what i was saying with our generation is that a lot of us you know who are millennials grew up with our parents who created a life for themselves yeah. so we grew up in a in a place where and I said, this is not everyone, but you know, I'll just use you and I, for example. We had a, two parents who 
made a good income and created a good living for us. We were able to go to, to private school. We were able to do extracurricular activities. So if you look in the grand scheme of it all, it was an easier path. We, we, we had a path right. of least resistance in comparison to right. our parents' that's generation. True. So that's what I was saying is when we're, when, when we're okay, first definitely. met with our first like, oh, man, I got to work for this. This is kind of difficult. We have kind of a, a, a shell shock reaction because a lot of us have been protected by our parents. That's fair. That I understand. And I, I do want to say, too, because it's not that our parents didn't work hard. They work worked hard in a different way. And in a way, I will, will say when I was younger, I did take for granted. Oh, 100%. Like, I took for granted my huge house. Like, we had a huge house. I think about that house all the time now. Mm. It was a big house. I, mean, I, I took for granted. You pay me your what? parents literally every single day going up sun up to sundown. Right. Here you are driving. I remember my mom at one point was driving 35, 40 miles to go to work every day for years. Yeah. And I remember when I went to college, I was like, man, mom, you drove out here every day? And it was just one of those yeah. reality checks is that you didn't realize that as a kid. I was like, man, this is tough. Like every single right. day you were sitting in an hour plus traffic going to and from work. And you may not necessarily love what you're doing, but like this is what I had to do. And they fed to, us To too. grind for my family. Yeah. Like, respect. Love that you, mom and dad. And I love you too, mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> but, and my brother. Throw him in the mix. <laughs> but they didn't, he didn't raise you. No, but he let me sleep with him if I had a nightmare. So, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to you, brother. <laughs> oh, you are so silly. My parents didn't play that like you sleep in the bed with us stuff. Like every once in a while they'd cave, but for the most part it was like let's walk you back to your room and discuss the dream you had and talk about how it's not real. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, to which I would go like, okay, like oh, I'm gonna go to sleep now. I'd fake sleep and go in with my brother. But yeah, I would just say the grind is different now. Everything has changed. The economy has changed. The corporate landscape has changed. Mindsets have changed. Uh, to you guys listening, how and when do you grind? Uh, when would you say is your most productive grind time? It depends on the day. I would say that early evening is my my time. That's 6 to 10 I can be really solid. Sometimes six to eleven. I don't like to get into the the one, two, threes because I, I mean you got to get up in the morning. I, right. I, I just don't function well. So that that six to ten is a good sweet spot for me. And then on the weekends, like a, a good late morning, like eleven to one or even a ten to one. Those are 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 my sweet spots. And even some some weeknights, or excuse me, some weekend nights when I know I can sleep in, I don't mind going till the twelve one o'clock. But right. I would say mostly. At 6 to 10 is my sweet spot. I think my most creative times are 10 a.m. and 1 a.m. <laughs> Literally the worst times to live any kind of... To have to go to work every day. Right. 10 a.m. and 1 a.m. And I'm just kind of like, really? And I try to cultivate it. I remember that one time we decided for the month of February, we're going to get up at 4.30. It was yeah, that was the worst idea we ever Ooh, had. It I think it was 5. We started awful. at 5. And I was miserable. Couldn't even, yeah. I literally hold my eyelids like, I don't know how people yeah, do this. Yeah, like we were forcing ourselves to get up because I'm like, yeah, we're going to be productive. This is what successful <laughs> yeah. people do. It wasn't working. It did not work. I don't think I got any writing done. I was just staring at a blank screen like, okay, well, nothing's happening. <laughs> So I was just up for extra yeah, hours. This, the six o'clock hour does me much better than the five o'clock hour. I think so too. I like being up at six, but the problem is if an idea strikes at 1 a.m., I'm typically up till 2 a.m. How am I getting to sleep? Justin knocks out. You're not. <laughs> I spend so much more time awake 
then I feel like you do. But then you get up earlier than me, too. I do. And I'll start moving. So it, it's just different. Right. You have your late night grind. I don't mind getting up in the morning, moving and shaking. And then, hey, by 9 o'clock in the morning, I've got a lot accomplished. Right. I enjoy that. I just don't like being tired. Right. I don't. Does anyone like being tired? No. Like, I'm exhausted. feels great. <laughs> like, no one likes that. No one likes that. Yeah, but I just, I don't know. I think that's another place where I struggle, where I am trying to be in a constant state of creating. And I do have this job right now that I have to report to that is paying the bills. But I I, I also need to live my creative life so that that can hopefully one day support me. But I'm struggling with when to do those things it goes back to an earlier episode following your dream strategically you just have to be right now is is the, is the time to be strategic you have to pick and choose your spots right. and the way we're, we're set up now is you can't fully blow out your creativity at at 10 o'clock in the morning because you're at work right but it, it could be but one of those paying the bill exactly it, but it could be one of those you know i'm just gonna get a little few hours here and then that maybe there one friday when i know i don't have to wake up saturday morning right boom I'm just, I got my, my face down and, it, and it's 10 o'clock at night and you look up and it's three o'clock in the morning. Now that's not always ideal and you can't force creativity. So you can't say every Friday I'm going to be creative. I think it's <laughs> taking these little notes and then like at that. night expanding upon it. You just have to be strategic You know, right now. Is that I have a job too. I, I can't focus everything in trying to grow this. There are time restrictions that you have. And that's why it's important that you are, are very on top of and organized with your time. You spend your time wisely. There's a book titled Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. I highly recommend that you read that. It's just like a good, because she doesn't recommend quitting her job or anything like that, but she has a, a an honest conversation about creativity and what it really is. And her idea is that creativity, like you don't own your ideas. Ideas are a living, breathing thing and they visit certain people. And she said, that's why you'll have an idea and you don't act on it. And two years later, you see somebody else did the same thing you were thinking of doing because they, that idea, they visited, being ideas. yes, the idea, the idea visited you first and you didn't act on it. So it moved on to the, another person who's going to bring it into fruition. I just really, really like that concept. So for those of you who think, oh, I'm not creative, I don't have any creative aspirations. You, no, you're not creative, but you need to be uh, open to creativity's visitation. That that That's really what it is. It's not, so everyone is creative. That sounds really. interesting. You didn't even recommend that book to me. I did tell you. I said, you should read this book. <laughs> oh, no. You should read this book. Joy that's has a book every time. That's all I got. You should read this book. Oh, great. Yeah. Let me see. How many, how many books fall <laughs> under the lines of this book? Millions? Yeah. All right, sorry. But, <laughs> I was holding the book at the time. But I, I was, was like, I, I don't know if you'd be into no, it. No, I wasn't paying attention. Oh. You, I said, you, well, you have a, is that? I you, wasn't paying attention. Because I was reading my own book. Were you at the time? Yes. Oh. Heads and Beds. It's a really good book. It's about the whole hospitality and hotel industry. Really good travel tips for those of you guys who like to travel yeah. and stay at luxurious hotels. You should definitely read that book. I think by Jacob Tomsky. Really interesting. Quick, quick read. Funny read. He's, a, he's an aggressive writer, so that's what I, I enjoyed that part. But it's just a nice inside look into the hospitality industry. But when you guys grind, though, seriously, I would, I would love to know when is, is your best time. And we all have different times. And I would even say, too, that depending on the week, that 6 to 10 may not be my sweet spot. It may be an early morning. It may be a weekend. It just really all depends. You just got to yeah. be strategic with your time. Lord knows I'm not strategic. <laughs> like, you know, and sometimes inspirational strike when I'm like, I'm, you know, at work, I'm at, at a desk, 
someone needs something and I'm like, oh, but I need to like <laughs> jot down some notes about this thing that's coming to my mind right now. It's And thoughts flee so fast, too. So quickly. Ideas. And I'm telling you, they're not waiting. They're not waiting around for you. They visit you because they think, hey, maybe you could do this. Maybe you can make me a real thing. And if you don't, goodbye they go. So you got to sit on the sidelines and watch. Like, yeah. damn, that idea visited me two years ago. Right. But you got to make time for it. You really do. You got to make time for your creativity and, you know, just any projects you have. You really do. You, I think we owe it to ourselves. I, I just think that whatever you are passionate about is probably a good indicator of why you're here. Because I, I think the, a good amount of us spend a lot of time thinking about what's our purpose? Why am I here? What am I doing? I, I mean, at least me. I, I think <laughs> I've had that conversation with myself multiple times. Right. I feel like I'm always in existential crisis. Like what is going on? What is this all about? And then I go back to why do I keep feeling, you know, why does this one idea keep inspiring this feeling within me? And, and when I'm creating this, why do I feel super euphoric it's probably because I'm, I'm heading in the right direction you know like it's um like that game hot and cold like you go this way and it's like mm, cold cold and you go this way it's like okay you're warm you're warm you're getting hot that's how i feel when i'm creating something i'm not feeling hot I'm, I'm close to something so i just encourage you that if you have that feeling for anything don't let your not even nine to five, but ever whatever you're doing to pay the bills, don't let that get in the way. Get of. in the way of you pursuing that other thing. And another thing that Elizabeth Gilbert said, she said this in her podcast. I'm really a fan of Elizabeth Gilbert now. If you have not noticed, um, a lady wanted to be a playwright, and she said, "Well, in my real life, I'm an advertiser." And she said, "Why is that your real life? How about in your real life, you're a playwright, but in your fake life, you're an advertiser." So just a little way to spin around your thinking there. That's a good little nugget to start your, your week on. Yeah. Fake life and your real life. So your dream life could be your real life. I like that. It is your real life. Uh, like I ain't got to work on it myself. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Married Millennials. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and Stitcher and share it with your friends. And of course, let's keep the conversation going. Connect with us on social media. You can head over to our website, lovejays.com, and you will see all of our social media icons right there at the top of the page. See you next week.